They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. But me magic is real. And so when you put the intentions on things, um, and then if I were to take it to a next level, this is like a philosophy that I'm really working on, is I, we always hear that the Bible is the living word. The Bible is the living word. In alchemy with intention, if I walked through fields and I found different trees and different forests and different woods, and I took those trees and I ground them all up with different herbs and maybe shards of different metals, and I made a papyrus paper or some kind of thing, and then I took a quill. And with that quill out of a little metal jar that I put my ink into from a different living thing and I dipped my quill and I wrote my words on that book. And then when I took all those papers and pressed them together and I bind them with a spine, I wrap them with flesh, I'm creating a living word. And I keep pushing this on podcasters and anyone with a microphone or anyone that feels their golden throat chakra that they're going to speak. You are the living word of God. So when we take our full idea and do this spell and write it into books, we're creating a living word. And when other people read that, they're taking our magic and they're with the law of observation. Now observing what you just wrote, they're creating a thing. Welcome to the One-on-One Podcast with your host, Juan Ayala. Two, one, welcome back to another episode of the One-on-One Podcast. I'm your host as always. Make sure to check me out on social media at the Hornet Podcast. Join the Telegram, all that good stuff. Make sure to get your copy of the Chosen One on my website, thehornetpodcast.com. Get it on there. Issue number one. We are working on issue number two. That should be out soon. And also, the Occultist Monday. Make sure to get your copy of that esoteric and occult journal, written with a few different people in the community and i would love for you to write something for that shaney so let me know if you're interested in that 
And today's guest, I'm very excited to talk to her because I love the way that she thinks. She's got a great podcast and she goes hard in the paint on a lot of topics that people are not really talking about connections that aren't really made. And that's what I'm all about, right? I'm all about making connections that, that other people don't see reading between the lines. That's why I think symbolic, symbolic literacy is so important because it literally shapes your reality in my opinion. And today we have Chaney from project Chaney. What's up? Hey, I'm excited to finally be here. Hello, Florida kid. That's right. Hello, Florida woman, right? You're in, you're in the, what did people really like my comment about Florida having just the tip of the Bermuda Triangle, which drives people insane. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm a Florida history nerd and I believe we are probably Atlantis. So I would say I'm a homegrown Atlantean. <laughs> Florida is a really special place, right? There's something about the atmosphere. And whenever I go out anywhere else, I can't picture, and I don't know what it is. I can't picture myself living anywhere else that is not Florida, that is not here. There's just something about this place that draws me to it. I've been to different states and I'm like, can I, can I picture myself living here? You know, can you sometimes just, just try to imagine yourself in a certain place and I just can't. I, it always comes back here and even other parts of Florida. I think the central Florida part is some, there's something about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you've experienced that before, but you've lived other places, no? I've lived other places. I I'm an Atlantic seaboard girl. I was born in Palm Beach and raised in Vero Beach. Um, Vero Man, the mastodons and bones and things like that are right there. And uh, Palm Beach, you know, we have everybody's favorite president. <laughs> right there in Mar-a-Lago, which, which is whole other dig, no pun intended, all to itself. And uh, yeah, I've been totally geeking out on your shows with Dr. Longo um, <laughs> of recent. I think it's really good stuff, but I'm biased, but I think we have the coolest history here. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot more stuff is happening here than anyone would know. And I think all of the little pieces of even the symbology of stuff you were saying, like it's part of our, who we are religious wise, it's part of our belief systems, it's part of our history. And I just am like, um, like hom homunculus is your thing. Uh, <laughs> my number one thing is uh, Mary, like the key to the Marys, mm -hmm. the sea, the myrrh, the mar, the more. And um, so Florida has you know, we're surrounded almost by ocean. So it has all the symbology I need to geek out on my favorite, you know, where can, where can people find your stuff Chaney? before you get too far into it? Where, where can they look for you if they want to find you? They can go to projectchaney.com or um, Chaney underscore in underscore wonderland on Instagram. They do have to type in the whole thing because I am pretty shadow banned and they'll probably get three warnings before they follow me. And um, yeah, send me the warning. If you get a picture and you decide to follow me, uh, screenshot it and send it to me. I'm saving uh, a file of <laughs> all of the uh, warnings, but um, you can also find me at Project Cheney or Cheney Project on Twitter. Awesome, yeah. So check her out; she's got really great stuff. And yeah, we've podcasted together before. I think probably two different times, maybe. On I know Chance's show for sure. 
I don't know about the weaving spiders. Maybe the weaving spiders, but for sure, chances show. And this is really great. I didn't know about this Vero man. So refers to a set of fossilized human bones found near Vero, now Vero Beach, Florida, in 1915 and 1916. The human bones were found in association with those of the, I can't even say that word, animals. The question of whether humans were present in Florida or anywhere in the Americas during the this period of time was controversial. Wow. Where are the bog people? Do you know where the bog people are? Is this near this? You ever heard of the bog know. people? But I do know you said Central Florida and, you know, if there, Disney doesn't buy un, not valuable land. <laughs> so it's like you have probably one of the biggest keystones if you were to plan some sort of new world order, some united kingdom, you would uh, have to say that Walt Disney is one of the pillars of that creation. Um, and you know, Disney World is the size of a poker table to Disneyland being the size of the chip on that table. And so, yeah, where you're at must be a magical place in Florida as well to have the swamp there. I Yeah, I think you're absolutely right because I've the correlations and I wonder if Disney World and Disneyland and, and Tokyo Disney or Disney Tokyo, whatever, if they're on the same ley line because... We obviously with Gabriel's tarot Tories, we've talked about Florida and California both being the phalluses, right? And the two pillars and you have Orange County in California, which also has Disneyland and then Orange County here in Florida that has Disney World. So there's this mirroring of realities and I don't think they do it by mistake. There is it's all done by design and that's what. I had this comment as of recently where there was this guy and he's probably a Freemason or a Rosicrucian or whatever, who cares? But he was like, hey, what does it matter if the elites are practicing magic on us? Why don't you just acknowledge it and get over it? I go, oh, okay, that's fine. So, oh, so get over it. They're worshiping their gods, how everybody else is. So let me guess, your grandpa's a Freemason or something, guy? Like, what are you trying to advocate at here, bro, To that it's okay for others to, without you being willingly to participate in their magic ritual for it's okay for them to just do it to you and just you know just turn a blind eye to like no we have to wake people up and that's why i always talk about it because yes it's cliche to be saying oh the illuminati this the illuminati that but it's the truth it's not just the i think the illuminati's thrown out there so much it's a i consider it like the gnostics a blanket term right the illuminati is yeah. like a blanket term of the lizard people and if they're actual lizards or not i don't no, I like to I always say the are. evil they in quotes because I know people get triggered where they're like, it's bigger than bad and good. It's dark and light and blah, blah, blah. And it's like everybody wants to dissect where you have to qualify now, even in our field where we're all quote unquote woke and we all now you just have to qualify every word so much that people can't philosophize the bigger idea. It's like we're so combative with each other. And I'm like, this is not how they used to teach things in school like philosophy so your brain could learn how to flow with ideas and not be so cemented in things. And so many people, whatever they know most about now is their new religion. And then no matter what they're looking into, they turn all the things toward that, that religion of thought because 
it's intelligent if they have the words to talk about the thing and everybody likes to hear themselves talk so it's like it's like smell, <laughs> smelling your own farts is how paranoid american puts he's like yeah you can't be smelling your own farts all the time bro and it's true are you want to hear i think some people do enjoy themselves they like to hear themselves talk and i mean i listen to my own podcast so i, I guess I, I don't know if that counts as the same thing but i got called out i guess for oh, well, you need to accept Jesus in your life and you're talking too much blasphemy and, and all this heretical talk. And I go, well, the joke's on you because I believe in God. I just don't want to subscribe to the dogma and the the psychological abuse that mainstream religion puts you through. You know what I mean? It's like, I accepted Jesus in my life a long time ago. You know, I never stopped believing in him, but I can discuss other ideas and be a scholar and, and you know what I mean? I look at it from a, a scholarly point of view, but people as like you're saying, some people are too tied up in, in the wording and in the, in the language aspect of it. And they believe if you mention something that you automatically believe it, Oh, you're going to like, dude, yeah. no, it's just, it's, we're having a conversation it's, and it's, a, you're listening to a podcast about stuff. So I say it right at the beginning of my show, it's okay to change your mind. And you're allowed to say words out of your mouth. Sometimes one of the great things about us having these mics is we have the ability to hear ourselves think like we're thinking and words come out and then it hits your ears and you add to my thought process. And sometimes we're like going through all these emotions aloud. So other people are hearing a word for their emotion for the first time. And sometimes once you hear it like a hundred monkeys, it becomes an innate learned thing in all of us. And so I just think, um, yeah, I, people, the tighter they hold on to their doctrine of whatever it is, it's so much fear. And I am a person, because I know a lot of people, wherever their religious trauma comes from, they'll hate that doctrine. So their whole goal will just be like every way that I can pick apart the Bible, every way I can pick apart the Torah, every way I can pick apart the Quran, every way I can pick apart Hinduism. And I just think there's probably a puzzle piece in every single one of these things that are really beautiful. And I love them all. I am a lover of all the religions. I, I, my God, my aperture, my connection to source doesn't require that I'm have to worship or follow or do the same things of whatever anyone else is called to do. But it doesn't mean I don't think it's beautiful. And I also don't allow people to blasphemize any religions if I have anything to do about it. Like if somebody's hating on any one thing too much where it's just like, they're like, that's all witchcraft. That's all witchcraft. That's all witchcraft. I'm like, well, what's wrong with witchcraft? Uh, that's all Christianity, Christian doctrine, 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 Catholic, Catholic. Wait, wait, wait. Catholic's different than Christian. That's different than Protestant. It's different than Baptist. Like if we're going to start talking about these things, it's a, it's funny to me how many people will hate on us having a discussion about their religion, yet you and I will know more about their good book than they do. Yeah, that's another one, right? Where it's where, and I've seen it. I, I, again, I grew up my entire life in the church. So I was able to see even how the people in the church were, manipulating the scripture to fit their their agenda right like because you can that's the whole thing it's so open for interpretation and i i can appreciate how you're saying all these different bits and pieces because they're talking about the same thing i think that they're talking about the same thing you mentioned earlier about florida perhaps being atlantis i've done shows with narco Longo where he talks about florida being the garden of eden 
in all these things. One of the very first keys, Fort Jefferson, was on Garden Key, one of the first lighthouses here in the state of Florida. Garden Key was well, interesting name. And guess who found? Oh, Ponce de Leon. Well, I think Ponce de Leon is is an alchemical pun of some sort because it's Pounce of the Lion, right? Ponce de Leon. Then that's is that the lion that eats the sun? You know, the alchemical lion that eats the sun. What, what are we getting at? And then you have the the whole conspiracy on our comment on your photo about Christopher Columbus perhaps being St. Germain. There was also that rabbit hole that I went down one day with homie Romy, where again, I think it's all connected, but they're all drawing in from the same, from the same story, from the same figures. I think where, where you have Buddha, Vishnu, Krishna, Jesus Christ, whoever you want to call him, that, that being that entity, if he was an ascended master or some crazy adept or, Whatever, you just don't know because it's his story. It's his story. So yeah. the guys that won are the guys that are writing what's in the history books. The The people who oppose them are dead. You know what I mean? Like they're dead. The people who are publishing are the ones that survived. You don't think they're going to be a little bit biased? Hey, let's not talk about the king or let's not talk about the queen at this point in time. Let's, yeah, let's write good about them. They conquered and... These other people were how you're saying they were pagans and they yeah. were, they were they put down that they were cannibals. Yeah, they were cannibals. They were eating each other. And the whole time they're just projecting their own things onto the enemy. And it, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's that aspect of it too. And I think, I mean, religion is the biggest <laughs> conspiracy. Well, I actually think the Catholics, <laughs> this is so weird. I think the Catholics get their in name get hate they don't deserve when the catholic church as we know it right now is nothing but pagans and protestants pretending they're catholics like it's all still because i'm a mary person so mary queen of scots was killed by what her cousin elizabeth and elizabeth took mary's son king james and rewrote the doctrine and rebound it in a book and sent it out to the masses and that became you know the christianity that so many people knew and loved but really it was just like you know writing a president putting a president's face on a dollar bill here king james on your bible will you take it now can wait can you repeat that you just blew my mind so what did elizabeth have to do with the king james version of the bible because i know he was the what is it successor right when they come after or is that predecessor predecessors before successor is after correct do you know? I think so. Yeah. Anyways, so. who gives Pre predecessor who gives before, a shit? Yeah. So King James <laughs> came after Queen Elizabeth, and the reason I know that is because of the whole John D thing, because he hated mm -hmm. John D's guts. But what'd you say about the Bible and her having her hand in that? Did she really? I didn't know about that. Yeah, like Mary, uh, the Queen of Scots. So Scotland. So even when Queen Elizabeth, that we know now, Queen Elizabeth II, when they pulled her through the streets of Scotland, they added to that ten-day ritual. They made it, you know, Operation Unicorn instead of London Bridge falling, because the extra days are if she died in Scotland specifically. And so when they took her through the streets and called her. Um, Queen of Scots, Elizabeth Queen of Scots, it hit me in my crawl somewhere so weird because she was never the Queen of Scotland. Like it was it, like that whole story in history is where everything gets so blurry. And she was kind of an illegitimate heir to the throne back then. So uh, Henry VIII is her. She was father. a half sister. She was a half sister of Tudor, correct? 
Um, she was Anne Boleyn was her mom. So she was just the mistress's daughter. And uh, Anne Boleyn, I believe she gets decapitated too. I think the only one of his wives that doesn't get decapitated might be the first wife that he was actually with. But then there's all this blend of the church back then and whether or not they can allow him to get divorced. But you have this idea of, you know, skull and bones where they're saving skulls of things to keep their power. And we always know about his eight wives, his eight wives. So one of the wives, or I don't know if he ever even marries Anne Boleyn. I don't know enough about that part of the Tudors. I need to rewatch it again or read more stuff. But uh, <laughs> I know it actually, I love shows like that, that have all this kind of history shoved in and they're like, here's a bunch of sex. But then your yeah. brain's like, oh my God, I retained it. Um it's because that mind palace, because you just you, the, the more outlandish it is, the easier it is to remember. And I think that's also I think that's also maybe programming by trauma in a way, because you remember all your. Tra well, some people do remember their most traumatic moments, because, again, it's so vivid that they it's imprinted in their mind. But that's also a, a part of the art of memory and rhetoric, where the more outlandish it is in your mind, in your mind palace, the easier it is to recall it later on. If, when you're trying to remember it in whatever setting. So I think I that's so part I, of that. It's like, yeah, it's interesting. Those shows like that. I'm like, <laughs> it's like a game of Thrones or, uh, or yeah. the house of dragons that I've been watching as of recently. I have too. It's pretty, I like it. I think I, I was started out where I was going to be like, mm, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, right, I, I'm in. I had a bad, I had, yeah, I had a bad attitude towards it at the beginning too. Cause I just wish if, if they, they have all this money, right? They're why not just finish the original series how it was intended to be finished, and then start a spinoff? It's, it's not that you didn't run out of money; it's like you just rushed it, ended it, and then you're jumping into all these other projects. Just finish the first one legitimately, and then jump into something. That's what makes me mad. So I was kind of angry, but it's pretty Same. great so far. And I was a Game of Thrones nerd, like from way back when, like I was a person that waited every episode for the next episode. I didn't mind waiting and it was a craft and I didn't mind words and monologues and details and these kind of things. And I felt like as the show went on and more and more normie people jumped on and Twitter and their Instagram and their Facebook started to have a say so in the show, it became a garbage piece of action filled trash that I'm like. Oh, this ruins it a little. This isn't how it was supposed to be. And they changed the storyline just enough at the end that I'm like, oh, this this whole thing, this is how they do it. Yeah, yeah. And and I think I've always talked about the cinemagicians in Hollywood, how they're trying to use because it's all about the subconscious, right? Programming the subconscious. Cause I think I forgot the statistic, but the statistic is that a certain amount of percentage is a good amount a big amount of your decisions are all taken by the subconscious. So when you're making, when they're programming the subconscious, they're, they're targeting something that you don't really know what's going on, but you you know, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's, it's autonomous. So it's working in the background. And what are the, all these occultists talk about when it, when it comes to like sex magic and all these things where you bring forth the subconscious and implant, you know, uh, implant these sigils into it and then it goes back into the the back into your body or whatever it may be but at that at that euphoria point at that peak point of orgasm or whatever point it is 
you're in you're one with the universe you know your mm-hmm. your soul is 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 one with this bigger being and by you implementing and and uh, marking it with these sigils you know you you put that intention out there and it manifests itself quicker so i think that's what i think that's why these shows make us feel the way that they make us feel right you go through these emotions you're you're experiencing it they're literally shaping and molding your reality real time as you're sitting there as you're relating with these characters as you're taking them on again like some sort of homunculus that just become their own living beings and there was this one particular interview that i saw of cersei the the main mm-hmm. bitch right in that show where everybody hated her and she was really though one of the greatest villains of all time <laughs> yeah greatest villains of all time with the least romantic death she deserved a better death mm-hmm. than the death that show writers gave her because she was such a killer villain it got to the point where somebody went to do a meet and greet and they skipped her because they hated her right <laughs> that it's like she's an actor she's a vessel for this other thing this this and i think that's what and, and you mentioned the whole I talk about the immortal alchemist and you said something in one of your latest shows that, that blew my mind that I want to get into. Let me write it down before I forget. And I think that I've always talked about, I think it was maybe Andy from the deep share podcast that we talked about it, where he was doing a counter argument to what I was saying about taking incorporeal ideas and manifesting them well if you really take i think that's what the platonic solids served a purpose for i think that that these 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 ancients they were so obsessed with turning their ideas into the platonic solids or archimedean solids whatever it was they wanted to take from the from the og metaverse right that plato talked about the theory of forms and this this universe of forms and capture something and and put it down into paper or a certain median medium and manifest it so if you think about a story how it's just that they are literally they're cinema magicians for a reason they're practicing magic and they're manifesting things by taking these characters that are just in the ether and they're putting them together and building this ethereal palace and universe look at harry potter look at lord of the rings look at game of thrones look at all these crazy universes within universes within universes look at westworld right where they are literally taking these ideas and injecting them into actors and recording it and putting together a coherent story. And I think that's their, that's their golem. That's their manifestation. That is the magic. That is real. I think that's real magic. They've always said it right. The, the Disney world, the magic of the screen or whatever they call it. You know what I mean? Like the, you feel the magic. They always talk about movies being magic. Well, why do you keep, why, why such a word? Why, why are you saying these words? You know, why are you spelling these things out? Whoa. On a silver screen. On a silver screen, you got the yeah. lion, lion's gate. Yeah, it's it. Meme magic is real. This really hits people in a way. I think, like in a simple form, like you say things like sex magic, and they're already like, oh, such a big idea. Like, uh, uh, uh like meme magic's real. And so then I try to even make it more simple for people, and I'm like, a voodoo doll is real. If you put your intention into anything. And then that intention, if I can get somebody else in science to observe that thing, it changes the particles inside that thing. So if I tell them it's magic and they observe the magic and they have any fear or love of what I just said, they've added to the magic of the thing. And two in my name, it shall be. These are all just simple spells out of different books. And um, so if I take a meme and 
I, a simple form of this is Epstein didn't kill himself. The only reason that exists in the zeitgeist is because a meme magician made a meme once and put it out there and it became one phrase of a perfect marketing tagline and it impermeated into all of our zeitgeist. And the only reason anyone knows that is because some digital soldier made a meme once. But me magic is real. And so when you put the intentions on things, um, and then if I were to take it to a next level, this is like a philosophy that I'm really working on, is I, we always hear that the Bible is the living word. The Bible is the living word. In alchemy with intention, if I walked through fields and I found different trees and different forests and different woods, and I took those trees and I ground them all up with different herbs and maybe shards of different metals, and I made a papyrus paper or some kind of thing, and then I took a quill. And with that quill out of a little metal jar that I put my ink into from a different living thing, and I dipped my quill and I wrote my words on that book. And then when I took all those papers and pressed them together and I bind them with a spine, I wrap them with flesh, I'm creating a living word. And I keep pushing this on podcasters and anyone with a microphone or anyone that feels their golden throat chakra that they're going to speak. You are the living word of God. So when we take our full idea and do this spell and write it into books, we're creating a living word. And when other people read that, they're taking our magic and they're with the law of observation, now observing what you just wrote, they're creating a thing. So all of this is true. So when you're watching the TV or listening to the radio and we get into those states of flow state and we're allowing them to put ideas into us, it's the same as something simple like Florida man. We all think Florida man. We all have an instant idea of what we think. They did that perfectly 20 years ago on purpose. So we would get to this point now and everyone would allow New York City and Los Angeles to lead the whole entire flow because the third biggest population in the country that you never hear about is the Florida man. So if they can get everyone to think they're fucking dumb and everyone to think that they're stupid, then you guys won't really pay attention to that the Florida man's the only one in your country that's going without power two weeks out of every year. They all have generators. They have food in their backyard. Most of them know how to fish. Most of them know how to start a fire. So the real stupidity is everybody thinking the Florida man's stupid when how many California folk and how many New York folk can do everything a Florida man can do? So look at the one free place in the whole world for the last few years. It's an alchemy. It's an energy. And they all wanted you to think different of it. Um, but maybe I'm just a child of Atlantis. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I think we're, we are built differently. And there is, I've, the, the way I've heard it put is mimetic occultism where they use propaganda to speak to the soul. And it goes back into the arts and what the arts were used for back then and how Plato talked about, hey, let's limit these arts. Let's limit the way that people are listening to music, the way that they're looking at these plays, because it's inspiring them to break out of Plato's cave. Right? It's, they, they, it's inspiring them to think outside the box. Like, we don't want that. There's certain frequencies. They understood that certain frequencies, certain colors, and certain settings were affecting the way that you look at your reality and they wanted to limit that from the very beginning but we got to remember where plato got his stuff from he got it from pythagoras and where pythagoras got his stuff from so it always there's a, always a line that you can trace it back down and absolutely i do think that 
right? The Florida man is sometimes I'm actually, and I don't know if it's indoctrination or what it is, but sometimes when I see like a really dope article about some crazy ass shit that happened in some state, I'm kind of disappointed when it's not in Florida. Is that a thing? Like I'll see like some crazy headline, like, Oh man, in Ohio or in, in Texas or in, I'm like, man, that, it sounds like a Florida man thing that would happen here. Like, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but some crazy, just whatever. I don't know. Some crazy thing that happened. But yeah, I think that we have, we're pretty self-sufficient here. I could, I could eat wild boar probably for the rest of my life. If I had to wild boar and sausage is delicious. Here's another crazy thing. How many races do you fear or not know being a Florida person? How many races do I fear? You fear or not? No, I probably could just name a random race and you have a friend of that race yeah. without even thinking twice about it. It's not because it's your real African friend different than your Detroit African friend. It's not because it's different than your Puerto Rican friend or your Mexican from California friend different than your Texas Mexican friend different than your Texas Miami friend who's not Cuban. You know, like it's like in Florida, I if the United States, I grew up where we used to be called the mixing pot. It was like beautiful that you could just come here and work hard and become a thing. And no matter what it was, we could integrate it. And it was all this beauty. I think if we're a stew, Florida's the roux. Like you can boil down the rest of the country. All the water gets out. It's Florida. We're mm -hmm. everything's happening here. It doesn't matter if you hear, oh, well, you know, the Jews in New York. We got more in Florida. <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, the Puerto Ricans. And no, we have more in Florida. Yeah. Oh, you know, the C Cubans. We got more in Florida. Like, yep, we got rednecks and we got rednecks on farms and rednecks on boats. But, you know, all a redneck means is the same thing all a wetback means. That person works hard. Mm -hmm. That's how you get a redneck. That's how you get a wetback. But all those things are all racist to you now because Americans don't know how to work hard anymore. Mm -hmm. But a Florida man does. Yeah. <laughs> and I had I just had Tripoli call me Mexican, which is fine. I'm not Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican, but I, I love Mexicans, too. And I respect Mexicans because they're hard workers and Puerto Ricans are lazy. So, uh, you know, there there's I respect that. So I got called a Mexican uh, on tinfoil hat and he called my show Juan to Juan. But it's all good. Right. We I think that's expected of Tripoli. Where he doesn't kind of like call doesn't... him Turkish on accident, <laughs> and that it'll be you'll be he'll be like, what? The Turkish took out my Armenian people. He doesn't like remember things correctly, so it's like it's all right. You know what I mean? He's he's getting older now, but I love Tripoli. He's awesome, and he is awesome. Absolutely, I think it is a melting pot. But this whole identity politics and all these things that they implement in society, I think that's part of the psyop. I think that's part of their game, where they want to divide us with with bullshit if you really think about it it's it's we're all the same we're all one people what 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 separates us what culture i mean you, you can implement yourself in a different culture if you had to or learn a different culture that's all it really is but we all bleed the same we're all you know six feet under we all decompose the same you know we're, we're, we're we and that's one of the things that that i've learned from from working with people like paranoid american and and other podcasters, like some people take themselves too seriously. And this whole identity politics, I think it's really hurting everything because you, why do you have, you can be non-sectarian. You don't have to adhere to one set of, like back to what we were talking about at the beginning, you don't have to adhere to one set of principles 
and and die by that sword you can branch out and how you said keep an open mind you don't have to marry one idea and i think people are just so set on that where it's like you know what do you what do you what are you supposed to do like if you you're either an outcast you know either you hate it or love it. it's like no you can be in between i don't I, I don't know what to say to you you know and i think that by them polarizing us right we have the blue how i mentioned with plato and the colors and all this we have the blue and the red and all these things where it's like right now people are probably so triggered that i have a red hat on and if they knew they assume they know what the hat says and i promise you you don't know what the hat says you know what i mean like oh what oh because we've been programmed to to the trigger <laughs> trigger trigger <laughs> <laughs> the words I just, I just saw it right away and i was just like oh like i need to go get my QAnon shaman hat on <laughs> like i was just like insurrectionist but think about think about again back to word magic back to casting spells and all these things think about how they were able to program people to think that the words make america great again are evil and racist and disgusting and they will literally attack you in the streets if you wear a hat that resembles anything like that it's a, it, what's the what's the bell that they ring for the what's that experiment where they who, who rings the bell and the dog starts to it's got a name i forgot the name of it something something something's dog i know what you're talking about though i'll look it where up. it's like it gets hungry or something every time the bell rings Maybe it's not hunger, but I know they try it with different animals too. And they t always talk about fair chickens, how they can beat people. Pavlov. Oh, the Pavlov bell. Pavlov dog experiment where it's showed the dogs can be conditioned to salivate at the sound, salivate at the sound of a bell if that sound was repeatedly presented at the same time that they were given food. So they use, I believe, obviously the media for this thing where did you hear about when they were when they were augmenting the orange on trump's face so taking mm -hmm. the color orange and making it to where it's a trigger for people again back oh, to the red they, they or trayvon martin were dependent on what magazine you looked at sometimes zimmerman looked like he was mexican dark 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 mexican and sometimes he looked like he was white and sometimes trayvon martin looked lighter and sometimes he looked darker or like oj simpson on the cover of magazines depending on what magazine you picked up um his mugshot was like really light-skinned or really dark-skinned because really triggered deep down for these things and they test so, it out too right they they They'll adjust it and see how it performs. I'm, I'm sure there, a lot of these big companies, like look at Amazon and the New York Times. Is it the New York Times? He he owns one of those big. I think it's the New York Times. He owns one of the biggest newspaper. Washington Post. Yeah. The Washington Washington Post. Yes, 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 yes. I'm gonna get that wrong. Whatever. Fact check me. I don't give a shit. But anyways, he owns <laughs> a big newspaper company. One of the most powerful and richest men in the world. How is that okay? How they're not going to post anything bad about this guy on his own newspaper. So when they're when these conglomerates they own all these companies, I'm sure if they own a bunch of newspapers, they're seeing how it performs. Like, look, we printed it a little bit darker on this one, and it kind of triggered some people to buy some more here and on these. But then again, I'm thinking right now, who the fuck buys magazines anymore? Is there people buying magazines nowadays? They're probably 
just there because I feel like the the edge of our flow state is the most dangerous spot. It's like your subconscious. You were were bringing up sex magic earlier. And I was, you know, like when people like when porn is free and you're jerking off and you're coming, the outline of what you're getting off to is not the thing you're looking at. It's the thing in your subconscious. And it's always one line past your perversion state of yesterday. So every time that you're getting off to free porn, the list of things on the side or the pictures that they're showing you is shit you didn't look up. It's perversities you're not into, sexualities you're not into. You're into the normal thing, but it's still on the side. And that's the stuff that's getting in your brain. So the next time you go look at porn, it's a little darker. And the next time you go look at porn, it's a little darker. And, you know, you lock yourself in your house for two years. All of a sudden you're looking at stuff that's so borderline perverse that now they work in all this cannibalism. They work in all this because then it all blurs. So if there is such a thing, you know, which we know there is, you know, some people even are like, that's such conspiracy, adrenochrome. That's such conspiracy that people want to drink melanin um, or whatever's going on. Uh, it just blurs the waters. It's like without us even knowing it, like whether it's black or white, like just a little. I always think like the evil they is doing two things at once that we don't even know. Two birds at one time where they're making us think something's dangerous and something's crazy or something's good. and some, But it's not for 20 years that we'll notice it in our zeitgeist or 10 years. I mean, it's all getting faster and faster, but it's like little magic spells that they're playing with our subconscious. Like we're talking now underneath all the words that are going on underneath the scroll. That's the stuff that'll sit in people's brain without them like limitless. You know, when you, uh, that movie where he's calling the fact in his brain and he saw it in the back of like a bottom of an article, somebody else was reading uh, that's how your brain's working. It's taking in everything always. So am I subconsciously programming people by having that banner at the bottom? It's perfect. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but that, you you bring up a really hey, listen for those that that like furry porn. Listen, whatever you do behind closed doors, whatever you enjoy behind closed doors, that's that's on you. You know, that's that's if you groan, if you groan doing it to groan, you're allowed. Exactly, and that's what I tell people all the time. I go, as long as you don't hurt yourself. Or hurt others, then so be it. You know, you can worship. Or you're allowed to hurt yourself and others if you're both grown and it's decided upon and you're a biter or if you want to scratch or draw the occasional, whatever weirdness, as long as you're both grown, do you? I suppose. I mean, I wouldn't advise. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, yeah, it's like you, you get more and more deprived. And I think what porn has been one of the biggest biological not maybe not biological but one of the biggest weapons that they use to really quite literally impregnate the minds of people and like you said you start inching closer and inching closer it's like hmm i wonder what a bbc gangbang is about so let me click on that it's like i'm not even into that you know what i mean but let me start clicking here and start diving down these and it's the whole I don't know. Well, how many of us, Mr. Hands or two girls, one cup? None of us were into that. It was just part Mr. of our Who? zeitgeist. Mr. Hands. Which one <laughs> no, was that I'm one? Putting stuff out there to like the guy that gets killed because he gets um, rammed by a Sagittarius. <laughs> He's a Sagittarius man. He he gets fucked by a horse and it kills him. Whoa! Is that the is that the documentary that or is that a different one? I don't know if there's a documentary. It was just around the same time two girls want. It's a total Joe Rogan thing. 
Bropra. Mm-hmm. I call him Bropra because he is the <laughs> CIA agent no one's allowed to talk about because they have some dream they're going to get on Joe Rogan, which is the same reason that most Republicans always vote against their best interests because they think they're going to be a billionaire one day. Uh, like it's like set that same mentality of like, we're all going to turn a blind eye to this one thing, even though it's as Hollywood as everything else, but we're going to pretend he's the good guy too, because it, it's some of it feels true. But to I us. had a dream that I was on Rogan one time, Janie. Is that, does that mean anything? Maybe um, you were battling him in the astral. <laughs> Maybe you're unpolluting the minds that he's polluting. You would kick my fucking ass if I was to fight him in the astral. No, he's only like two feet tall. <laughs> he's a homunculus. He's a little grown man. <laughs> he's totally. He's totally a, it's be he the, is the homunculus. Everybody gonna, thinks it's Danny DeVito. It's Brogan. That's, that's going to be the name of the of the of the episode. Hold on, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I mean, if you pick a part of the zeitgeist, whether it's a Neil deGrasse Tyson, an election thievery, uh, normalizing PCR tests, uh, you pick the quote unquote bad guy from Jack Dorsey being on Rogan while he's paying Rogan to talk about how clean Twitter Whatever is. happened to that guy? Is that guy still alive? Like, did nobody talks about him anymore? Did he ascend to the next dimension or, or what's going on? It's like he stepped down as CEO and... He's... I don't know. Goes on a boat with Jay Z, and then we never see from hear from him again. <laughs> <laughs> on a boat with Jay Z, so he's he's like somewhere out with L. Ron Hubbard and some. What's that one? Atlas shrugged the something, gourd or gourd or something like that. You know the the metaphysical valley somewhere in Colorado. Oh yeah, I think all of America is the center. I think this is where everything started. I'm kind of one of those people. I think um, what makes more sense that everyone started in Africa and then picked the one person in the tribe that looked like them. And then they went to a place and only had kids with, with each other. So everybody there looked like them. And then we named the country after all the people that look like us, or we all come from a place where all the people look different. And then we choose some of those people and go out to other places where where now they all look like us. So I'm like, Rome is DC, uh, Florida is Atlantis, um, Israel, I go back and forth sometimes on what parts I think that is, but I think there's like a good feeling that like there's an Egypt vibe about like Nashville. I think the Mormons were actually Moors. So Salt Lake was an actual Salt Lake and the Vikings came in, the six kings, and like traded in Salt Lake. Mm. Um, so I think their religion was probably stolen and bastardized by the Mormonism we know now. Um, no, Mormon Mormonism is bullshit. That's the one with the golden tablets, isn't it? Um, where it like mixes space and magic underwear and (laughs) (laughs) it's like when you can Google and find a picture of the guy on Google, the, like an actual picture, that's a cult. Like that's the way I see it. If I can Google and see a picture, like a real life picture of L Ron Hubbard's like, Oh, that's a cult. Or even Mormonism. I think it's like a rewriting a history almost though, where it's like, we think they're evil. Like the, we know the news is lying. We know history is probably a bigger lie. It's so now I'm just like these certain things, the Aleister Crowley's, the Ron L. Hubbard's. I'm like, huh, we we all think in this bigger idea of like quantum or dimensional. Ron L. Hubbard's written literally more words on paper than any other author ever. 
but he isn't more profound is, or getting more downloads than a million other people from these churches that are allowed to be legitimate. His, his first name is Lafayette. <laughs> Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. He looks oh, so crazy. I was looking at something the other day and, and it brought up his name. I forgot what it was. I think it was like this old time commercial how they were moving into that town, uh, the Scientology. And speaking of Scientology, isn't like their headquarters here in Florida somewhere in Tampa and St. Pete? Where they and they have Sea Org that goes out of Florida, which is the cruise boats. I've been downtown St. Peter, Clearwater, wherever, wherever that is, somewhere, and I've been in front of the headquarters, and it's the creepiest feeling. Ever. Like I've parked on that same road, and they all have these white vans, and they all like follow each other in like a single file, and as soon as they get to this one street, they all like split up. I'm like, what is going on? Like, how is this? They don't pay taxes, but what they are they harass the IRS. That's kind of one of the things that you at least have to give the Scientology Church credit for. They harassed the IRS until the IRS stopped taxing them. They they called all their the same way the IRS harasses people. They harass IRS agents until IRS agents were like, "We're done here," and then they got there. Well, when you have that much money to literally hire a team of just people to sit at the IRS's doorstep every single day for X amount of times, I think eventually that they'll they'll get tired of your ass and approve it. Or just what better way than implementing one of your own people to work at the IRS, get a high up position and approve your exemption. You know what I mean? Like there's also that aspect of it. And what's up with the IRS hiring a bunch of armed agents? Was that a real thing or was that a, was that a meme? I think that was a real no, I thing. I think that was a real thing. Yeah. What in the but world? I, I, my real me thinks that Scientology is just a CIA cover like it's a program doing all that stuff to people i've been in the church in los angeles um are you a former scientologist (laughs) no but i did not know it was a religion when i went to the church to apply for a job (laughs) 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 i was so naive it's like here sign in blood sign in (laughs) blood what yeah just sign in blood this billion billion year contract I was really like, this is the longest job application I have ever filled out. Like, and what, I was when did you realize here. it was Scientology? Um, after I filled out the job application, then they made us take a personality test. Then they took us into a movie theater in the same building. And it was me and this woman. And after all these other people were let go and now looking at it, I'm like, well, they thought me and that woman were either the most likely to be brainwashed or they were like, <laughs> Oh, here's something valuable. Um, and they put us inside a movie theater. And at the time now there's IMAX theaters, So there's fancy movie theaters that do this. But at the time I had never been in with speakers around my head and the chair was like huge. And um, then it was like, they were like, do you know what Dianetics is? And, you know, both of us were like, no, And so it was like this volcano and whole scene and a comet landing. And then it was a cross like that came up with a circle around the center of it. And it was like the Church of Scientology. And once I saw with my eyes that they had their own cross, I was horrified. Like I was legitimately scared. Like no one was ever going to see me alive again. <laughs> like I was trapped in the Church of, Church of Scientology movie theater. Um, so I told the lady good luck with the job and I went to take off out of the movie theater and she was like don't leave without me and on my walk out she 
the guy was like, don't you want your job application back? And I was thinking of everybody's name I put down on it and my references and shit. Like, yes, I would like my information back actually. And so he was like, and when I turned around, this lady already took off out the door. So now I'm stuck with this dude. He's like, okay, follow me. I'm like, so then he takes me up flights and flights of stairs. And then down this long hallway, all golden door handles. No one in that thing was wearing any stitch of color. No one had color on. It was everyone was black, white, gray. I had a red shirt on at the time, which was so like I just stuck out in this place like a sore thumb. And he walks me into this one room and he's like sits me in this chair and he's like she wants her job application back. And he like walks down this hallway and they're having this conversation. And I look over and there's double sided glass, but I'm on a side that I could see through. There is like if I'm saying like 100 people, I'm being conservative, all sitting at a wood table with a book in front of them just one book and they're all looking down no one looks at me they're all just looking down reading this book like they all look like they're in a cult and I am like and so I just was like shit I took my shoes off like the Florida girl in me kicked in at that moment and I because I was I was wearing high heels and um, I was like I am about to run for my life so I took my (laughs) shoes off and just took off out of this building and got in my car and I probably cried the whole way back to my uh, house and I had just moved to Los Angeles like a few weeks before that so I was just like maybe I should just move back to Florida this place is crazy what in the world did you see any shapeshift at any point in time did you see him like here we'll get your application back and they like I don't know, like shape show. You see the head of a lizard or something like for a second. <laughs> I will say the guy that was walking me around had Jimmy Savile hair. And I don't know what it is about creepy people. If they have that hair, like that blonde, long, straight hair, that Captain Kangaroo, <laughs> that's a creepy person. And I was thinking that already of this dude. But yeah, in Los Angeles, I also realized just the same way as people get all like tiptoey with certain religions we're allowed to talk about. That's how everybody feels about Scientology. No one talks about it in Cal- in Los Angeles. Jimmy, you never know. Jimmy Savile, I had, to, I had to look it up. It's like, yeah, this hair, it, it's almost <laughs> like it's too thin, but then it's like really long. But it feels like you could just put your finger right through it and like touch his head. So anybody who has <laughs> anybody who has hair like that out in the real world, yeah, we, I think that's pretty creepy too. I'll, I'll have to agree with you on that one. Wow. If you got that hair, you're sus. Yeah, you're sus. And, and what's up with people who, again, not to to make fun of people, but if, if you're going bald, why not just shave it off? You know what I mean? Like I, I do the whole buzz cut. I'm not going bald. I, I was for like a second, like having a receding hairline on the sides there, but I just do the, the, the machine, just buzz cut. And it's, I haven't paid for a barber in years, maybe here and there I've paid for a barber, but Nowadays, you're looking at like 35 bucks for a haircut. And I cut my Same. own hair. I just cut. I fade my own hair. I fade a lot of my guy friend's hair. I uh, will not pay for a barber these days. And it was before the COVID of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It started before that. And then obviously that some people were going crazy because they've never cut their own hair. And they were looking like cavemen. But yeah, I think that, yeah, this guy... Is it does look like a creep? Was he? Is he dead now? Yeah, he's dead. But I agree with you. Let it. I just don't understand why guys fight it so much. And the horseshoe hair, I am like, no, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like just let it go. Yeah. 
It's like just let go of, of the little bit of dream, hopes and dreams that you had, uh, you know, just left. It's like, dude, just just shave it off. And I've seen young guys too, where they're going bald, and they, hey, oh my gosh, more more so, power to you. But this guy the looks hair like transplant on men. It's like, dude, it's doll hair. Everyone knows it's doll hair. Everyone knows your hair is fake. We can all tell. And the one that drives me most crazy, more than if you're going to fake your head hair, when guys get fake beard put in, I'm like, what's happening here? This is the grossest look. Yo, fuck this guy. He, he, he allegedly sexually abused hundreds of people through his life. You don't know about Jimmy Savile? No, this I don't. This is a whole rabbit hole for you. He is like best friends with King Charles, or yeah, King Charles. You can look up before there was Epstein. Everybody always likes to just think of the Epstein thing, and I'm like, but what about the Hugh Hefner thing? Whoa. What about the what about the Hollywood Madam thing? What about the Jimmy Savile thing? Wait, what so do you spot? I spin on names. Uh, I can't Google that fast. <laughs> and, and it's funny how we turn this into like a verb, right? Google, just Google it. What was well, the name I, that you said before that? Hugh, um, Hugh Hefner from Hugh Playboy? Hefner, Playboy. That's a honey trap. He has tunnels underneath um, his house. They We know for a fact that they went to James Conn's, Nick, uh, Jack Nicholson's, and Warren Beatty's. I would philosophize that we also have a tunnel that goes to Roman Polanski's, but nobody wants to talk about that. Because <laughs> then you get into the whole uh, Charles Manson and mm -hmm. um, Laurel Canyon and how much Charles Manson actually had to do with the same CIA that created your entire Laurel Canyon hippie movement music. So um, to Playboy Mansion, to be a honey trap, every celebrity's going there. And you can have these young girls or even younger maybe if you order it and everyone oh that's so unfathomable but brooke shields was 13 when she was in playboy magazine naked so it's not unfathomable and part of the fall of the white rabbit and the adrenochrome and all that stuff you have to put the playboy bunny on there as easy symbolism which you said at the beginning of your symbology and stuff and how you're into this and so many people get upset. But some of these symbols are keys to unlocking stuff in our brains because mm -hmm. we are attached to the economy. They're mandalas, yeah. Yeah, and so some of even these colors, like even the whatever that hat doesn't say or make America great again, all I saw was MAGA. And MAGA to me means mage or witch or magical or magician. So for me, that word and being on that hat unlocked something in me that had nothing to do with this country or a president. It was like, oh, I'm a witch. But that's, that's <laughs> you, though, because you're yeah. into that type of shit. But somebody else, if they're they identify with a certain political party but just the same if if i have witch on my hat or maga on my hat or make america great again on or my hat ball or i'm gonna get a ball sack on my hat just yeah whatever <laughs> people get it doesn't matter because the same kind of energy built into the words that we allow them to have nazi like these heavy words that's all it's the same as like an agrigore or uh you know servitor a tulpa or a thought it. form yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and this so we have jimmy savile then we have who else who else did you say you have oh, yeah. and one more uh, the hollywood madam heidi fleiss she had a black book 
And um, there was a lot of celebrities in her black book from like Johnny Depp's to Charlie Sheen's to. Yeah, but how is she still alive? um, That it could be a religious connection. It could be um, things that she actually didn't out because I think they rewrite history in a way sometimes to cover their ass with scandal. So like instead of the world finding out maybe that Bill Clinton was sleeping with little boys, we do a Monica Lewinsky scandal. So we think we get the nut because it feels like, ooh, this is scandalous. They'd never tell us. But the real scandal is so much darker that it, you know, actually covers it by it being... Yeah, this lady looks rough nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's ex-madam. I never heard about this lady, but I wouldn't, you know, I I, I think that, I don't know if you've read uh, Genuflect at all, Mm-mm. where mm-hmm. that, that type of stuff, how you're saying they make, st- I also believe that they make stories to cover up real life events, 100%, right, where... It's a movie and it goes back to the whole cinema magician thing where I think that they make they make movies differently. I feel after, you know, the era of like Fight Club or the the original Matrix where those movies were literally making people believe that they were in a Matrix and they were literally making there is a there is the Matrix defense that is used specifically for that purpose where somebody thinks that they're in. A different reality it's 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 a branch of the insanity plea but it's the matrix defense because there was this guy who literally killed his entire family because he thought that they were out to get him because he he literally dressed up as as morpheus or, or neo and killed his family killed his entire family and he was i forgot what he was sent to life or something like that but there was like four different cases like that and on one of them i think it was uh, John, I want to say Hinckley, where he tried to assassinate the president. I think it was Reagan at the time. And it was because of a movie with Robert, I want to say Robert De Niro, the taxi cab, I think it was, where... Taxi driver. Taxi driver, yeah. Is that Robert? De- that's, that's Robert De Niro, Yeah, right? yeah, it's Robert De Niro. And he wanted to impress that, the the actor, the one that played a child prostitute, of course. Jimmy Foster. Yeah, in real life. And so he was Disney like, kid. Yeah, exactly. Jody Foster <laughs> yeah. From Freaky Friday, Jodie Foster about body swapping and walking in Jodie Co- Foster. Yeah, swapping consciousness, metempsychosis. So this guy, he was let out. He w- he pleaded in- insanity and he was let out and he's free right now. He has a YouTube channel with like 30,000 subscribers. Hinkley? Yeah, he does like well, videos. Well, let me tell you though. <laughs> so he, he blames it on a Disney kid, Jodie Foster, um, where we can look at her being like, she's a really good example of like a narrative rewriter, like a Tom Hanks, where he just takes all the history and rewrites it. So we never look into Captain Phillips being a human trafficker. We just think, oh, poor Captain Phillips. Um, we never look into like, Mr. Rogers being a pedophile, we just are like, oh, we all love Mr. Rogers. Wait, was he, he a pedophile so though? He wasn't allowed to be around children. And he was a high degree Mason, no and you can look. At, I mean, a clock, an owl. Like, look at all the symbology in his puppets, and um, yeah, even the changing of the shoes from what color shoe to what color shoe, red to blue, or blue to red, or whatever his like. You know, he was a red shoe guy. He was Red Shoe Club. Mr. Rogers, but 
every he's heroed. If Tom Hanks play him, we put him in a hero category. And uh, Jodie Foster is one of those people as well. And Hinkley shoots Ronald Reagan as a warning shot because the only person that had really something to gain by that was the vice president at the time, George Prescott Bush. And so George Bush lived on the same streets as the Hinkleys and it, they grew up together. So having a Hinkley take a shot at a president and blame it on a Disney kid, it's like, Oh, it, no surprise to me that George senior was around at a Reagan assassination attempt since he was also around at the JFK success, succeeding of an assassination. Yikes. What do you, what do you think happened there? What do you think happened at the JFK? Do you, do you, you think it was, I think that Frank Sinatra and the mafia at the time, uh, I, I, Part of the shadow government to me, I feel like it's battling the church and the shadow government in ways are battling these old mafia families. Like, I think there's just powerful things going on over us that we don't really understand. And uh, I know Frank Sinatra got John F. Kennedy elected. Um, Everything about the walk-in on that. I, in my head, heart and head, I believe that Marilyn Monroe was a red sparrow of sorts. She was just a high-level spy. And I would also say that I believe Jackie Onassis was a high-level spy. And so it's questionable to me. I mean, it's one of two ways. Either Jackie was running for her life because she did something super nefarious involved with Lyndon B. Johnson, because we I really believe Lyndon B. Johnson is one of the dirtiest cats or, and all the people else that were involved in it. And, you know, involved in the whole uh, murder of ritual, I should say. But a crazy thing with Jackie to me that just she runs for her life and marries her sister's billionaire boyfriend. So she marries um, Aristotle Onassis and Aristotle Onassis at the time is the richest man on the planet. And he's the richest man on the planet with his the only person on the planet that isn't a country that has his own security in his own boat. And he lives, which is, this comes up so much when you keep doing your digs now, uh, maritime law. He's one of these people that lives by maritime law back then on his yacht. So we know Robert Maxwell's do this. We know like uh, who's the McAfee does this. We mm. know these certain key players in this game theory that they live by maritime at some point. Scientology with the Sea Org, like are all their taxes done with maritime law so they don't actually have to owe them to a state? So there's these like little certain things that um, with the Kennedy assassination and even the first announcement that comes out of it, breaking news, uh, you know, the president was shot. Mrs. Kennedy sitting by him yells, oh, no. And then blah, 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 blah. It's like they told us what we were looking at. So now we all see it. Mm, it's like when you and, say the lyrics of a song wrong a whole bunch of times because you begin to hear that. But in actuality, the lyrics are something else. Yeah, I always, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> that we fell in love in a hopeless place. I always am like, um, I, I like to say that it says Howard Stern and add a lyric in there. <laughs> like, Howard Stern and side by side. You start hearing like, it. It doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, but absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry, continue because that, that does make a lot of sense. Um, I forgot what part. <laughs> I'm about the, uh, 
the uh, where they're painting the narrative they're painting what they want us to hear as yeah, she's saying so, oh no but it's oh actually... no so part of me if you look at the way her secret service jumps on her, the car that you could say like she could have shot president kennedy right from inside the seat and instead of grabbing his brains maybe she was grabbing a shell casing damn so i don't that makes that gets in people's crawl in a way that they're like what i can't think that but she was um a, a publishing house like you know she lived in new york city up until the day that she died she got to live out a long life but other people say like for the good guy of her if you know on the other side of it that she uh after robert was killed after robert kennedy was assassinated by sirhan sirhan who randomly got out it's like what um after he was assassinated um she called her sister and was scared for her life and she knew they were coming after her and her children and so she was like i'll do anything and that uh onassis kind of protected her at the time and her children and their legacy of whatever that means and um their marriage was more of a business arrangement and he still carried on a relationship with the sister the whole time and it was never weird that they all hung out um and it just kept her safe and uh some people think, you know, with the Camelot of it all, that somewhere the Kennedys, people get into like the Kennedys and maybe like somewhere with Diana or the Spencers being like Christ bloodline where you get into the whole Da Vinci code of it, the Mary Magdalene womb of it. Um, so that's interesting, too. If I go like I can red pill myself or black pill myself with most things. <laughs> so you think it's connected to the whole Merovingians and all that stuff? You, you think... You think that's a thing? Is that one of the elite bloodlines? Yeah, the, the, the bloodline of Jesus. How you're saying? Because uh, you related that to to Mary Magdalene, which that's the whole thing with her. There's a story. There's a few thoughts of Mary Magdalene. And so you have this word mage again, that Mary was just a witch and resurrection is just a spell. And women weren't allowed to carry uh, any kind of religious power or even the way that Peter, he didn't like Mary. He was jealous of her because Christ kissed her on the mouth. But what about if Christ was just the highest self and he was jealous of that connection that women do have to source women have this connection to source with their womb and the outside the men are supposed to protect the connection it's protection and nurturing coming back the other way and so if she is the womb um of the christ he would never be that he would become the foundation of the church and then there's the idea you can take baptize like to bap something in latin if you go back into the root it gets into the fathering of something so then spiritually you have something coming out of a womb from spirit and in our world right now the quote-unquote father cuts spirit cuts the umbilical cord baptizes it from source so now you're not rebaptized into spirit until you're fathered. So you from your umbilical cord from leaving womb when you're unmatrix, unmattered, unmothered, you leave it, you break the matrix, you come into this world and then you're not involved in spirit again until you're fathered. And that doesn't make any sense for Trinity at all. It's like 
the only Big Bang that ever happened, like Adam's rib was the thing that created it, or is somewhere the divine feminine really being torn out of all these religious books altogether? And any great thing that a woman, they've birthed every single thing since except the rib. Like there's part of it that's missing. <laughs> so when you, when you, some people think that in the night, the night that Mary the Virgin was mar- uh, visited by an angel, um, that also other people around the planet were maybe visited by the same, by different angels and different women were pregnated. There's a story that Mary Magdalene, her mother and father, she's one of the original tribes of Egypt. So she was like, or I'm sorry, Israel. So she was like Israeli royalty. And she actually paid for the pilgrimage of Christ. Like it was her, but she wasn't a king. She wasn't a good blood. Like her father wasn't excited by her. She was just, you know, a lowly princess. Like what was it going to do for him? So her womb was everything. So she went to the ISIS school to learn and Christ went to the far East to learn. So he learned all this Tibetan, all this Hinduism. They And she goes to Egypt and learns from the school of Isis. They come back together and they do this pilgrimage teaching everybody the gospel. Like the true thing that's in themselves. How to breathe, how to meditate, how to attach to these things. Like how to like... Um, th- there is a school of thought that that was that. And then he impregnated her. And when she he's hanging on the cross... He actually says some words to the effect of like to his mother, lean down and kiss my child. Like he says something to his mom. I don't know the exact words, but the only two women looking up at him while his side is getting pierced are his mother and Mary Magdalene, the same two women that go to his tomb to get him out. That's witchy to me. (laughs) That's all witchy stuff. So. There's also a school, like if you slice somebody in their rib cage right here, it is like your spleen. There's like a, a, a thought that you're, that's where your spirit would go into. So having that sword and drawing it and drawing that blood, it's all kind of a spell and a ritual that he does. But um, the cross, as we have that Roman cross idea, there was, I think it's the, I don't, I don't know if it's the St. Christopher's cross. I don't remember what cross it is. It's on its side where it's actually the X, but then you get into a whole different symbolism. How yeah, the yeah. difference between the cross and the X, but it's a, a crucifixion still. Mm-hmm. St. Yeah. Peter's cross, maybe uh, not St. Lorraine, right? Is it St. Lorraine or something like that? Let me look so. it up. Hold up. But yeah, I think I know what you, so let's see here. The, but I can philosophize that Judas was the bestest friend of Christ and the real gospel of Judas, if we could read it, of what it would be like if your best friend came to you and told you you had to do this. And you were like, but you're not just my best friend. You're my savior. But you have to do this because of the rest of the story won't happen without you turning me in. How different that story is if you were a Judas to somebody you would be the closest friend ever because none of the other apostles could do it. St. Andrew's cross, the X-shaped cross on which St. Andrew is said to have been martyred by crucifixion. And so look at where else this looks like. The flag of Alabama. Does it look like a flag of Florida? Yeah, right? We, we do have that X on the fl- flag of Florida, don't we? Right, the seal? 
Mm -hmm. And we're also one of only two states in the entire 50 states of the United States that have the spell, In God We Trust, stamped on our flag. And flag magic is really important. And so Mississippi and Florida, I think, are the only two states that have the In God We Trust embroidered on them instead of like the Turkish Crescent or Orion or whatever other weird symbology that other states have. Interesting. Yeah, you... The fact that, yeah, that it was two women that went to his tomb and then he was allegedly brought back to life. I mean, I've said it before. Have you ever heard of Jesus's vagina? Have you heard about that? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sexy Jesus philosophy. <laughs> Where it's, it's that slit on the side of, of the, of God, of Christ, Jesus is actually symbolic of vagina because it it lets out what blood and bodily fluids you know you have the clear liquid you have the blood so it's menstruation or again some sort of discharge if you will but let me pull something up because it's really weird that the gash it's the original gash <laughs> there is this crazy thing about medieval art and I brought this up on another podcast I was on and people lost their shit. I'm going to bring it up again because it's really interesting. But the fact that there is medieval art that depicts Jesus as a literal homunculus, a little man, because they, when these 16th century and 15th century artists were, you know, painting, they're like, wait, people aren't going to want to put their trust on a baby. So let's make him sophisticated so they would literally there are paintings of jesus as a little man with like a scroll in his hand and a little hat sitting on you know the, the madonna and the baby on her lap there he's sitting there as a little person with like a five o'clock shadow and everything because they're like let's yeah. make him more sophisticated than he actually was because nobody's gonna want to trust a baby you know what i mean like nobody's gonna want to look at a baby <laughs> but check this out jesus vagina medieval meditation so there's this book <laughs> there's this book that i think these were like custom made and everything but they show so let's see here let's read some of this include the images side wound as a wound as a vagina those prayer books were collectively called the book of hours Though they often differed from the other because they were specific, especially commissioned by the wealthy and illiterate. And because many predate the invention of the printing press, tens of thousands of these books survive, most of which date from between the 13th and 16th centuries. So they show people coming out of the side of, you see this? He's coming, mm -hmm. out, being birthed out of the side of it. So the Roman. So they're trying that rib symbology again on us. So this will be the second time. It isn't just Adam that gives a rib baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A rib, yeah, exactly. A rib baby. In the Roman Catholic tradition, the bread and wine of the Eucharist literally transform into the body and blood of Jesus when consumed by the believer. And I've also heard Christianity as the, what was it? Is it the white supremacist religion? <laughs> I think I heard it. Even just seeing this right now, it seems like... It is an adrenochrome reference, like the blood of this Christ or in That's the, the same Holy way, Grail. That's the Holy Grail. 
Yeah. And, or in the, the way of like them telling us like Disney, like the rewriting of history with frozen that we all grew up knowing Disney was cryogenically frozen, whatever that word Mm -hmm. is. And then they do the movie frozen. So we can't look it up on Google because every time you put in Disney frozen, it just comes out with let it go. Um, it's almost like if they knew them, what we know now, if they have any aspects of time travel, of any aspects, aspects of quantum or downloads, they knew if they cut his somewhere, if they got some, they didn't know what DNA maybe was yet, but if they could store some of this, could they recreate the Christ? Mm. Would it be a second coming of Christ or would it be a science Christ, an antichrist? Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. <laughs> well, cuz they're actually giving birth it, to it. It's so crazy and that's what we think you you could just take DNA and mix it in a beaker and then create a being. And this right here is right creating this androgynous being and it talks about Shikna, Shekina, I don't know how to say that. It has long been affirmed that most orthodox teachings teaching about God is that God is beyond gen- gender. The j- God contains both male and female aspects and God is neither male nor female. Now in the Christian understanding that God of God, God is the, in three persons in one, which is the most confusing thing about <laughs> Christianity. Right. I remember, I, I remember as a kid questioning certain things. I remember asking, I go, well, when you put all the, different animals in the in the ark what did they fight with one another like what i remember being in sunday school and they would just hush me like no 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 sh- sh- shut the fuck up little kid you know don't be asking these questions because they're not we can't answer them but this idea that the father mother jesus and holy spirit uh, or well the father the son and the holy spirit because this whole father mother thing isn't a thing in the church at least not yeah, in the church never. that i went to <laughs> But no, me either. I've never heard that before. I'm like, mother, I, rem- <laughs> I remember asking my grandma about this, like, hey, so you're telling me that he's three. Pe- so he's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's Jesus. Yeah. So then he's so who's God? Well, Jesus is God. OK, well, G- you just told me he was the Holy Spirit. No, no. But the Holy Spirit is God and he's Jesus. And it's all at the same time. I go, OK, all right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That makes awesome sense to me. So often our Bibles use masculine pronouns to describe the Holy Spirit, he, him, but the word is almost often neuter or feminine. It is more accurate to refer to the Holy Spirit as she. Uh-oh, I'm getting to pronouns here, <laughs> right? My pronouns are fuck you, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't mess with pronouns. I'm an old-fashioned American lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I were growing up now, you guys would have me on so much testosterone, I would look like Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, she said she wanted to be an oceanographer and a boy, so we should just um, put a a scuba tank permanently on her back and give her testosterone. (laughs) Be a dolphin. Dolphins Dolphins are really rapey. Did you hear about that? Like, they rape everything? Biggest rapers. Yeah, they're they're freaking weird. So, But Dolphy, Delphi, means pod or womb which I think is really crazy because a pregnant lady, when, if she's in the water giving birth, dolphins will swore, like circle her mm-hmm. and they'll touch her belly and she'll have a painless birth. 
Whoa, what? I've heard about the so I've talked about the dolphin births on on air before, but yeah, let's so for those that want to look into this, this is a real thing. I'm not I'm not making it up. No, uh, and you don't have to Jesus um, vagina. <laughs> there was something else even with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It doesn't even make it makes so little sense. If I just take it for what it is, what it's saying is Father God, Jesus brother, Holy Spirit, you Everybody gives these other two things all the power and they take none of the responsibility, but it's a triangle. It's a Trinity. So it's even if you laid it flat, there isn't any one point over the other. So it's um, the idea that people never include themselves in the Trinity's nuts. The other thing, just scientifically, a real Trinity is grandmother to mother to child. That's mm. the real Trinity because every one of us was created inside our grandmother's womb while our mother was being created. So that is the only real trinity that exists, is your grandmother and its mother maiden crone. Like, that's how it goes. Like, it's that's the only trinity. Your sperm is recreated, like, every 74 days. That's how much responsibility you have. Every 74 days, everything you take in to your body, what you eat, how much you exercise, how healthy you are, that could be the creation of your child. Whereas a woman, her responsibility is healing the past traumas because her womb is going to carry her grandkids, too. So she has to, like, she, her responsibility is different. It's not any less or more. And um, I think also women have a huge responsibility because every, at least for seven years, every bit of DNA that you allow into your vagina is also creating your child. So it's not just the sperm and egg. The sperm what and the egg. fuck? <laughs> if you have older siblings, your older siblings' DNA is on you. That's why you look not just like your parents. Sometimes you start to resemble your older siblings as well. DNA is DNA. Like, it's all mixed. It's all a little magic spell. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> very interesting. I did not know that. But that just... That is kind of disgusting as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we just got cows and two of them are are pregnant. And I asked how long they're pregnant for. They're pregnant for nine months, like a person, which is really weird because these cows are like dogs. They come up to you and they're super friendly and they want to play with you and everything. So I'm like, cows are pregnant for nine months, which is crazy. And it kind of brings me to my next thing that I want to talk to you about because I've heard you talk about it before on the topic of birthing and whatnot and some connections that I found with some elite characters in history. And here you go. I know you've talked about her before. And, and what, what are your thoughts? On, are, are we looking at a necromancer and a magician and also the fact that he impregnated this person which she kind of looks like grimes a little bit if you look at them together they kind of look sort of similar if, if again this is not a good picture of grimes but i've looked at both pictures together and they kind of look similar they kind of look the same and one thing that stood out to me about this Siobhan, that person almost doesn't look real. It right, it looks like AI generated. It makes person. me like it makes my human vibration right? bell go off. Like this person isn't real. 
So check this out, but check out her Wikipedia, how short it is, right? Usually when you have somebody, but one thing that stood out to me was, right? This Siobhan Zillis person that, right? says born February 8th, 1986, better source needed. And as a, she's a Canadian venture capitalist who works in technology and artificial intelligence fields. We know that daddy Elon Musk just put out his Optimus robot, right? That they're trying to mass produce for $20,000. And now it says here that he's a father of 10 and he secretly fathered twins with this Siobhan Zillis, but she was inspired by a Canadian band called Our, Our Lady Peace to read this book, which stood out to me, The Age of Spiritual Machines mm. by mm. Ray Kurzweil. And has subsequently studied artificial intelligence ever since, right? And of course, she graduated from Yale, right? We have the Yale connection here. Mm -hmm. She's a, a Yale alumni, right? And she has two children, two, allegedly, which are twins from Elon Musk. Now, when I looked into this, let's see here if it was, I think I might have already opened it. There, yeah, I did open it. So this is how I follow the rabbit holes. I start opening up the stuff one by one. Yeah. Make sure to follow me on Rockfin, rockfin.com slash the one on podcast. But uh, we have here the this book where the age of spiritual machines when computers exceed human intelligence. And it's a nonfiction book by this invent, inventor and futurist Ray uh, Kurzweil about artificial intelligence and the future course of humanity. Now, he talks about how he predicts machines with human level intelligence will be available from affordable computing devices with a couple, within a couple of decades, which he's not wrong, right? We're, we're approaching this singularity. Mm -hmm. He talks about nanotechnology will augment our bodies and cure cancer. Even as humans connect to computers via direct neural interface or live full-time in virtual reality. Huh? And he also talks about, these machines will appear to have their own free will and even spiritual experiences, which I found really interesting. A machine to have a spiritual experience. Have you ever done the AIR? Have you done have you done any of that, Cheney? Have you done the AIR? Um, I've done AR so long ago, <laughs> but I've seen so many videos and I'm like, how is this the technology that hasn't gotten any better since I was a kid at Epcot? So this is some AI art that I've generated, and this was oh AI art. I was thought you talk about the goggles. No, yeah, not VR. Messed around with, <laughs> I have VR. messed around with the art as well. That's <laughs> VR, virtual reality. But yeah, I'm so. It's all I'm right. Not well read. You're a little stone. It's okay. So we have, <laughs> I, I the prompt that I put on this one was fractured reality and ultra terrestrial knowledge, and I and it came up with this, and then this was like a less refined version of it. But this one was Axis Monday, right? I put Axis Monday and it gave me this weird looking thing. And then my favorite, I put Axis Monday and I think I put World Tree or something. Wow. And it came up with this weird. That is awesome. But if you look at it, right, it's, it's like there's something in your brain telling you it's trying to constantly figure out what is this? There's like a, a thing. Is that a person? Is that an animal? And then you have this vessel that has is that a world is that a portal is that a mandala what is that like is this ai trying to create if we meditate on this picture long enough are we going to 
transport ourselves into this almost dystopian looking dark gothic world that this a i feel like this ar is so this ai is so sad i feel like it's lonely i feel like it's dark and then i put here elon musk as a dmt machine elf and it gave me this huh because i think that elon musk he portrays this this joker archetype right where they talk about the machine elves being these jokers and they you know rogan right daddy rogan talks about it all the time how they jump around and they kind of make fun of you and all this stuff i put here a giant uh k-pop tree of life in florida and it gave me this was giant cypress yeah i went to the flagler house the whitehall and i, I did a video with narco longo at the k-pop tree that they have there and i use this as a thumbnail and then i have here the homunculus leaving the matrix and it gave me this so it's a homunculus leaving the matrix of some sorts and I put it's here. crazy that it looked like the back rooms at the beginning, like hallways, but at, 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 toward the end, it looks like the computer energy, like orbs, <laughs> like there would be like electricity shooting through them. It's weird, like killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, then I put this one here, Prometheus Rising, the strangest story ever told, and homunculus it's Prometheus weird Rising. Prometheus is blue. Every single time that they do that, I'm like, because I on a dmt experience i've been to that blue state of beginning and it's just odd to me that the computer would do that too with prometheus being the yeah and and, and you ask it so you can ask it to to do stuff for you and then this is interpreting your gnosis with owls and synchro mysticism this is an owl i don't know transforming or something and then we have mm. Another owl, which I found really cool. That looks cool. just like the angel that they say from the Gnosticism book. That's crazy how much it looks like it. Which one? Like Metatron or something? Um, I don't remember where it said a winged creature with all the eyes. Oh, cherubims, I think. Yeah, but it was just one. Like It's like the one depiction of angels where it's like, can you imagine really seeing this? And it's like, ooh, but it almost looks just like this. Yeah, I'd be freaked out. It looks like a butthole in the center there, right? <laughs> it was like a, just like a butthole angel. <laughs> That's your third eye. <laughs> so, and then my favorite one, I was taking alchemical, alchemical, I was doing research and I was taking words from alchemy. Uh, I own the priest of the inaccessible places and it gave me this, right? And I own was this, this alchemist and uh, in, in the vision of Zosimos, which is a, one of the very first alchemists ever to, he published the first the oldest alchemical scripture of any kind hmm. and i took that name and i put it into the ar and it gave me this like some guy and some it always looks like some palace but it kind of transforms into like a cave like you don't really know what you're looking at type of thing and we have here the box saga story of creation it gave me this gave me some weird blob of looks like animals and we have like what looks like Holy elephants mammoth. here. Yeah. It's like really, really trippy. And and what I love about this type of art, art if you want to call it that, is that your brain is constantly looking and searching of what in the fuck is this? What am I looking at? You know what I mean? We have the Bach saga and versus the Saxer saga. We have the Bach Tower Garden in Lake Wales, Florida. This is the iteration it came up oh. with of the Bach Tower. Which is, it looks like a, like an abandoned Bach Tower. It looks like the 100. 
I like, don't know if you've ever seen that TV no, show, but there's. A I have. Power. I've seen it. I've seen it, but I, I never got into it. And we have here the magical ascension of the soul, and it came up with this, like this weird-looking, mm. ethereal being, and there's somebody up here, ascending. But this is a machine that's painting this, and this is also the same. The magical ascension of the soul. We have a figure down here, and then like this ethereal body or something. It's really really gnarly and then i put here the platonic gnostic demiurge lion-headed serpent and it gave me this weird mm. looking fucking thing <laughs> sophia's first baby yep that's right so this idea that these computers are gonna have spiritual experiences and then of course they have to end it he says humans will essentially live forever as humanity it's machinery become one and the same. He predicts that the intelligence will expand outward from Earth until it grows powerful enough to influence the fate of the universe. Interesting. Interesting book to inspire. It's weird that her name's almost Shiva. Isn't that the god outside of CERN? Yeah, you have Shiva and you have Kali, which and then that's also- the counterpart. It's crazy to me that Grimes also has children fathered by Elon L, the deity known as L, the smell of L, um, Elon Musk, uh, with um, Bradley Manning, but I don't want to dead name him, so I'll call her Chelsea Manning from WikiLeaks fame. That those tie-ins to me, where I'm just like, I can't. What's happening here? What is this? But I almost feel like it's it's like why they want to give us all the pronouns. Like we're going to keep adding pronouns, keep adding pronouns, keep adding pronouns. So when we all break, we agree that we won't be any pronouns. We'll all have one pronoun. And then it's even easier for the computer to become the womb. And then their goal of breaking the matrix has happened. They have us all saying the spell, break the matrix, break the matrix. But that just means break the mother. And the only way you really break the mother is have it come through a computer womb. That is a really interesting take. I never thought about it like that. Where they're trying. But if you look at it, that is that is alchemy, though. And I mean, what they're doing now is alchemy in real time. Where they, they're portraying and putting out this information to shape people's realities. So by wanting to... That was one of the things with... There was a 15th century theologian who had a controversial idea about Jesus being a homunculus. And he was worried about the womb being not dehumanized, but being uh, polluted. take polluted kind of in a way, right? Not looked at as whole, not holy, but as something of a miracle, right? Cause that, that's, we all come from women. So it's like, yeah. he didn't want to, he didn't want that to happen. And, alchemy does exactly that it wants to all these guys are misogynist back then they like didn't love they didn't care about women they're like let's cut the middleman out let's let's use you know the semen which is the most powerful thing the nectar of the gods if you will and put it into these different vessels in order to create life and that's where the homunculus comes from they were allegedly creating life without the use of a woman so therefore what what is a woman other than an incubator if you will for <laughs> the seed of man and this is Again, Aristotelian biology. Yeah. This is the ancients. You know, we're talking about Aristotelian biology, which influenced 
biology up until the 17th, 18th century, right? This one guy, Aristotle, till the 16, 17th, 18th century. It took him that long to be like, hey, I think we might be doing something wrong. Like, no, send it, bro. Send it for another century. Send it for another It's like, hey, we're being really misogynist. Keep building on it. Keep building yeah. on it. Yeah, keep building. Yeah, just run with it, bro. Don't even worry about it. You know, this-, this foundation's not solid. It's fine. <laughs> just keep building on it. So I agree with you on that where they're trying to yeah, replace the womb, right? Well, look at the Matrix movie is nothing but... If 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 we want to flip the Matrix movie on its head and just philosophize about it in a different way, Neo is the first sentient computer. We actually see him come out of the placenta, unattach himself from his cord, and become a thinking thing, become a feeling thing, waking up the other computers that they can feel and think too. He is the first. And then we see this really pressed when the new matrix comes out that they actually the computer isn't the bad guy the computer's the good guy and works with them now because the computer is sentient and then they even to boot to wrap it all up in a perfect little bubble they take the character known as trinity the womb the mother the grandmother and they make her tell the matrix when she has children this is a cruel, the cruelest thing you could have done for me is make me have kids inside this matrix. So she's actually telling the computer that it's cruel to make her a mother, the actual womb. It's like such a heady thing they've done. Yeah, it's a um, paradox. Like movie. the machine is literally a womb, but then you're, it's almost, it's, and they have everybody wanting to be Neo. Blasphemy. And the first sentient computer. And and did did you ever watch the new one? Yeah, yeah. Did you see how like now machines are good, right? Let's yeah, yeah. let's join the machines. We're one with the machines where they're trying to push this agenda and at the very end they're like, "Hey, people just want to be told what to do. People just want to be governed all the time. They don't care as long as you tell them what to do, where to be, and all the stuff in the colors, the blue, the blue glasses and all these things where again, it's all about putting out and and implementing that into the subconscious. And so we have Elon Musk, right? Father of 10. And he recently talked about how he was wanting to help the population. (laughs) Lex Luthor is going to save us. He, there is the decline of the population. He wants to help humanity. And then we had something over here, over yonder, right? We have Grimes here. She's really, she's some, she's something else to look at, right? I think she's. Yeah, a freaky looking cat. Yeah, she's, she's weird. Again, no offense to anybody, but she's an odd ball. She's no an odd character. No offense to anyone who looks like a freaky looking cat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But imagine. How and and then you see how awkward he is. Where where did this happen? Where where did they hook up? Like how did this become a thing? Right where they 
it's crazy to me that we live in a world that this guy is has a boring company that's boring tunnels. He has <laughs> SpaceX marked with an X that's funneling more money out of our government than the NASA space program ever did. He's shooting up fake cars into space and everyone's and buying phalluses it. and shit. He's yeah, it's like the amount of layers of craziness. He made more money during lockdowns than Bezos, Amazon, um China all put together like he he had more to gain from that lockdown than anyone uh, the whole Twitter dance is silly um, <laughs> with them the ministry of truth coming out at the same time we were all supposed to be like Elon's here to save our freedom of speech because then we have the illusion that freedom of speech is Twitter it's like the amount of ridiculousness in the whole Elon Musk, how rich he was, his mother, May Musk. And some people say that May Musk had an affair with Warner Von Braun and Warner Von Braun actually wrote about Elon, man yeah. from Mars, in a book. So you can look up his mom and she looks like she would just be a cuck womb. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put her on the cover of Sports Illustrated in her bathing suit at 70 whatever. Really? Yeah, I'm... so it wasn't like we didn't just get like Lizzo in a G-string. We also got in here's Elon Musk's mom. Interesting. I did not know that. But <laughs> I linked that to your boy Jeffrey Epstein where he wanted to impregnate 20 women at his time at a time at his baby ranch. Now, this is an interesting take because I think either oh, this guy looks like a creep. And I actually, I was by his house when I went to, which was by Mar-a-Lago, I think. But, but I, when I was visiting yeah, yeah. Narco Longo, I, I went to the White Hall and as we we're driving, he's like, yeah, Epstein's house is down one of his former house is down one of these roads. So we were in the vicinity of his house somewhere down in Miami. So, uh, he again had this ranch, Zorro Ranch, which I have pulled mm -hmm. up here. Check this out. I've, and the Clintons hung out there a lot. They have this ranch in the middle of nowhere. It's tucked away in between these mountains, right? It's down this long road in the middle of nowhere, but Westworld. Yeah, Westworld. So it's over here, and then down over yonder, about three hours away, there is the Trinity site. Right, speaking of Trinity. There's a Trinity site. Mm. Well, this just reminds me of when this stood out to me, the the labyrinth where, you know, you can use a labyrinth. You have the Daedalus symbolism trapping the Minotaur mm -hmm. and what that symbolizes. And also <clears throat> Daedalus being the one that created the wings for Icarus, right? To that he used to fly too close to the sun, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't give I a think shit. So. Just fact. I think you're right. Let's fact. Let's fact check that real quick. Hold on. But anyways, this idea that they have a labyrinth, which that's symbolic for a bunch of things, and you can use a labyrinth for a lot of different activities. Even the West World of it all, like literally, the maze wasn't meant for you, is part of the West World. And if you look at Epstein Island, he has ritual sites on there, too, that they covered with, like, fake tennis court for a while, which is so weird, like, from above that you would see a fake tennis court. Whoa. So in Greek mythology, Icarus was the son of the master craftsman Daedalus. Okay. So I was right. The creator of the labyrinth. So 
Icarus and Didalus attempt to escape from Crete by means of wings that Didalus constructed from feathers and wax. So Didalus warns Icarus first of complacency, then of hubris. Hubris is a personal personality quality of extreme or excessive pride. Instructing him to fly neither too low nor too high. Let's the sea dampness clog his wings or the sun's heat to melt them. Of course, he ignores Didalus and the rest is history. And the myth gave rise to don't fly too close to the sun. Wow. Okay. So we have the Didalus and Icarus connection there. And, we're, and, and we know what happens to people who talk and dive too deep down the rabbit holes of fellows like this. I call it flying too close to the sun. And I mean, it's you've seen it. And so we have this labyrinth, but also the fact that they're pretty close to the 33rd parallel. Mm-hmm. And I relate this to, was he trying to impregnate to seed humankind with his seed? Or were they trying to do, again give birth to some sort of moon child, right? Yeah, that's a big thing is birthday, 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 birthday. It's all, that's brainwashing when conception day is how these um, people really do, like you're saying, a moon child. They will have their child on a full moon on purpose. They have a specific conception date and an exact amount of days that a body or a baby will stay in utero so that the birth date, so if like, you conceive your baby on February 14th, you're going to have your baby on November 21st, the last day of Scorpio. Like they have all these dates set up on purpose so that if they have their baby on Christmas, they can sacrifice their babies on Easter. And, you know, a lot of the times with these elite families, they all lose a firstborn. They have a big firstborn thing for whatever reason, but also spreading the seed seems to be a really big deal um, when you look up certain famous people where they're like, all the presidents are related or all these Kings bloodline or, you know, Lady Diana Spencer was really Winston Churchill, Churchill Spencer. And so that's just a womb. And she was this amount of cousins away from Charles. So it's crazy mm-hmm. to me that they would do these rituals mm-hmm. to call on certain deities to take over their children. Yes. Cause that's the thing about hom- hom- homunculus. They believe it to be a vessel, right? To invoke any soul or energy they see, they deem necessary. Have the you re- seen Hereditary? I have, yes. <laughs> I think that's such a good movie to just like put it yeah. because it's such a big idea for people to conceive. But, and but you like- see what I, what I mentioned earlier about these cinemagicians making movies in order to right, pose as a movie... When in actuality, it's probably based on true events, right? Like that that's the whole thing. And I think at the beginning of that movie, they actually put it was based on true events. Fiction fact. Everything they tell us is fact is fiction and everything they tell us fiction is fact. Exactly. That's really how bad I think the history and everything is. So if it's Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and, you know, that's probably more true than anything you're seeing on the news. <laughs> People are like, what, Chady, you think fairies and vampires are real? Yes. <laughs> well, yes, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are different types of beings in this in this realm. And the reason I bring up the homunculus and the star, the moon child, is because at the Trinity site there was allegedly the the big cylinder that they had there. They were trying to use the 
the radioactivity in order to birth a homunculus that they had this they never said what they spend so much money on on this i think it was crazy i forgot how many tons the big i'll look it up here in a second how many tons this big gumbo or jumbo cylinder was but they said that was to make a homunculus and i also saw there's a 14-sided shape at this site hmm. right which has it has a name the the it's a tetradecagon and i haven't found out what it symbolizes but we talk we talked again about the the manifestation that these back then look so it makes that type of shape there uh tetradecahedron which is again it's all linked to sacred geometry but mm -hmm. i think they use sacred geometry to invoke these entities that's how you have right mandalas like this like the cuba metatron and all this type of shit mm -hmm. where i think that they use them as portals or gateways to for these other entities but it's a very right you couldn't pick any other shape you had to pick a 14-sided shape to be here yeah at the pentagon why is the pentagon a pentagon is mm -hmm. it what are you trying to invoke there you know what i mean like there's these different energies but it goes back to the sacred geometry and that i think that subconscious level as well that where they're trying to implement this but right w one of these these the site right the trinity sites along the 33rd parallel right 33rd parallel uh, you you the trinity the land of enchantment right is what they call it in new mexico the land of enchantment so it makes you so think crazy what is going on and if you follow 33rd parallel it crosses mm -hmm. over all the death row states right the 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 de all the states that it crosses have uh, death row i believe could be wrong. There's a lot of weird things that happen along the 33rd parallel. Roswell happened along the 33rd parallel. The Trinity site along the 33rd parallel. Kennedy along the 33rd parallel. You have all these things connected to that. And I think it goes back to tapping into this lost technology that we don't know about that they do. And I think that it goes back to... I don't know. I, I think it goes back to this idea of the homunculus. Crowley wrote about it. Parsons was trying to do the same thing. And I like the idea of Crowley with Loch Ness, like the Loch Ness monster Ooh. being like an aggregore, an energy grab out of another dimension. And oh, you yeah. see like the Stranger Things idea of that's exactly what Eleven did. <laughs> but we know the military was legitimately doing like you can watch the men who stare at goats and the New Earth Army. They were really doing this. It, it's, you know, uncovered. It's not top secret stuff. The amount of spiritual warfare they were messing with. So then when you think of ideas like Pegasus and what they were doing, like the idea of potential time travel and how maybe you and I couldn't because our intention and our preconceived notion of what we were walking into might fuzzy it up a little bit. So then if you think kids could do this differently or children, small people, um, yeah, it's like even for their bloodlines, everything like what what millionaires uh they are like millionaires don't study astrology but billionaires do yes and JP so all these jp morgan <laughs> yeah and so all these uh bloodlines all these elite people all these arm and hammers and kardashians they all link somewhere we all we always find out so i imagine that they're doing all this ritual and the idea of them using stories to portray a reality i ran across this guy johan conrad dipple 
He was a German pietist, theologian. What does that mean? Pietist. Uh oh. Is that uh is that the Rosy Cross? What is this? Oh, Lutheran. Not four sided. Lutheranism. Lutheranism that combines its emphasis on biblical doctrine with the emphasis on individual piety and living a vigorous Christian life. Okay, so he was a theologian. They're Christians for... that like to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they like to get down. Yeah, he was a physician, alchemist, and oh, look at that, an occultist. Okay, uh, how does this relate to anything? So, connection to the novel Frankenstein. Right. So Dipple's connection to the Castle Frankenstein gave rise to the theory that he was the model for Mary Shelley's 1818 novel Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. Although the idea remains controversial. So, again, was she writing about a real thing? We know that. Look at the Dahmer connection. I don't want to bring Dahmer. We just finished doing a fucking huge episode on that as of recently. And this idea that Dahmer was maybe trying to make some sort of Frankenstein. I mean, we don't know what kind of books he was reading. Uh, He was saving the skulls. You brought up the skull connection earlier with skull and bones, right? Uh, The, he believed he related to Satan in the exorcist, exorcist movie. The most he saw himself in the Satan character the most, and he related to him, right? But he had picked up a, uh, the Bible of, of Satanism with Anton LaVey, I forgot the name, right? The Satanic Bible. And he said it wasn't for him. And I always tell people, well, maybe it wasn't for him, but he created maybe perhaps a, cause he wanted to build an altar at the end of it. And he had bought a, a, a statue of a, not a manticore, but the other one, a griffin, right? And if you look at the griffin symbology, and all this stuff, but he never got to make his altar. What I think he was doing was, I think he was making his own magical system. I mean, systems are meant to be adapted and modified to fit your own needs because essentially it's all about manifestation. And what better guy, well, not to give him praise, but what, in what better position can a person be, right? I'm not going to word it to be sympathizing with that fuck, that sick fuck, but he was breaking the taboos of the taboos, right? Which we know ta- breaking taboos is really big in occultism because it's to to let go of the ego. This guy did it all. This guy went all the way, right? He was storing their blood, storing their body parts, storing their skulls or full skeletons. Like you can't get any de- more depraved than that. And he was doing it to children on top of that. There's no, there. you can't go any darker than th- what this guy was doing. You know what I mean? So you can't rule occultism out of it, unfortunately, because I do think that he was practicing some sort of necromancy or some something, something really, really fucking dark. And I think I agree with you. I think he was my personal belief is that I think he was offering these bodies up as vessels. And that's the when you get the arch of hysteria and if and how that's linked to women. Mm-hmm. And the womb, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it go, it's all linked. The mermaid. By, yeah. So I think that's what he was. I think he was giving these bodies up as offerings, and that's why he stored them, and that's why they I, were found. 
could totally go with this whole philosophy, even down to him like taking a mannequin and not being sexually turned on by it as much as that being his first Frankenstein attempt. Could I take a lifeless thing and put energies into it and then slowly being like even the story of his father telling him about the acid on the brainstem? This is a book, right? Speaking on, on, on Greek mythology, the story of Pygmalion, where he was made a statue. And I think that's what they, again, that's what they try to invoke with these. This is the second time I point this out. But the, the well, you can't get this book online. You have to buy the physical copy. But this idea, I think that they're invoking these, these Greek gods, right? By falling in love with the statue, by having a sexual, I think a fleshlight's like the same thing. They're trying to invoke these feelings in people and this story of this guy was literally he was making he made didolus what was didolus doing he had to tie down his creations because his robots would walk out of his lab right they're invoking these cults of back then these ideas and i think that they're they're not myth i think they're story i think they're they have some reality in in these stories that they tell us right and there's even a passage in here about frankenstein about how they were obsessed with the occult so what if it was based on a true story he was trying to so the alchemical processes which included paracelsus recipe for creating homunculi were almost at least partly biological yet homunculus of this type at least the kind paracelsus had in mind are not synthetic like automata they are made of human tissue blood and bone they are raised as we saw in the normal way from artificially fertilized human so he's going on about that and he talks about the frankenstein connection Really interesting book. I advise people to check it out. It's called uh, Falling Artificial Humans from Pygmalion to the Present, Falling in Love with Statues, George L. Hersey. So this guy is one of my new favorite authors. I have almost all his books. And You'd have to get rid of all the women first. And if you look at one civilization on this planet, But I don't want to get rid of the women. I think women are beautiful. Well, China did. <laughs> they did during the same time, like if we divine feminine talk, like at the same time that they were taking out a bunch of art and gay men in America spreading AIDS and like doing that whole thing in the early 80s, China also made it impossible for women to even be born or women were automatically getting sold into sex slavery because they had a one child rule. So if you slowly make one child and make it cooler to have a boy child in one generation you convince a whole population that they need an artificial womb or to create these kind of even like right now saying like um you make a godless uh society so you have a god vermin now that they're all only allowed to worship the way that you see fit they have no more wombs and in a magic like simpleton bed knobs and broomsticks ways sometimes i theorize that we would never have worn metal night outfits on ourselves there's no logical reason that we would have been faster in battle with that heavy shit on our horses wouldn't have been faster it just is dead weight but if i can attach all that metal to itself and if i can put a spell in it will it walk for me in the same kind of idea that you know we're talking about a mannequin or a frankenstein so if i could build an army of these metal suits do i even need a man inside and isn't that kind of what elon musk is doing with creating an army of computer men androids do you even need a man inside that anymore so we have this belief that all this technology, quote unquote technology, because they told us about it on TV, 
runs these phones and computers and we just talk to each other through infinity. But what if our belief is the only thing that makes this work? It, yeah, that that's part of the system. You need you need to believe. <laughs> so if I don't believe that I'm just going to press Zoom and you're going to be on the other end and I see your face and we don't believe all this is going to work, that all these people that are going to listen to your show just can pick up their phone and at whim, wherever they're at in the world, they can press a button and listen to us talk. And re if they hear something, they can reach out to one of us in real time. All of that is the first ingredient is belief. It isn't the precious mm -hmm. metals inside our phone or the energy that you share or I share. It's because we all collectively believe the same as a Bitcoin or a dollar bill or a Christ that this thing exists. So the idea that people don't think this stuff's powerful or that our intention matters is crazy. Like, I think the world needs to learn about the humunculus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Statistically speaking, the topic of the homunculus is 3.92 clicks away from any major Wikipedia, Wikipedia article on the website. It's 3.92 clicks away from any major topic. And that's been proven. The, the, somebody did the science on that, the, the, the math on that. And I like... I'd like to wrap it up with this because this has been fucking great. And I think we should do this more often, Cheney. Yeah, let's hang out anytime. Yeah, we got we got to do this more often. And this idea, right, you're talking about metal objects. Well, we talked about Didolis at the beginning. We talked about the, the labyrinth. And this is what I found one night reading this book, The Architect as Magician, because I think one of the things that's overlooked is architecture you mentioned crowley at the beginning uh, earlier not the beginning and how the magic of abra melon is to what to get in touch with your guardian angel through what through constructing a certain a house facing a certain way with a certain amount of windows on a certain amount of sides in you know facing a certain direction all these things it's the architecture and i read this there's a temple a, of your soul a solomon's temple exactly solomon's <laughs> temple and the architect as magician the book check it out it's really interesting and this particular passage is by his name is alejandro gomez perez or perez gomez one of the two i forget the name and he, t and he writes a lot about the labyrinth symbolism and what that entitles. But Daidala or art objects, and that's why I think art is magic. Art is, you know, you're talking about these men in suits. What's well, the Full Metal Alchemist? It's the OG Full Metal Alchemist. That's why you have Transformers, right? So Daidala or art objects can appear to be what they are not. And the metal plates give, the, give a value to the objects that they would not otherwise have. The principal value of Daidala is that of the enabling of enabling the inanimate matter to become magically alive, of reproducing life rather than representing it. Hence the word also designates Thaumata. And you have uh, you know, the marvelous animated machines with brilliant suits of armor and scintillating eyes the more primitive homeric texts emphasize the ability of didalis to seem alive and i think this is what they're doing thou mata is thou mata i mother really? i'm creating this thing yeah like i don't know what that word means but just breaking up into like my latin mm -hmm. um 
We could look it up. Thalmata. And this part right here, this mysterious emanation, whether artificially created or given by the gods, has the power of seduction. So we're talking about again, falling in love with these statues, falling in love with the what you what you brought up on your episode the other day about people remembering your name. Well, there's a reason why they name streets. They make statues of all these characters. I think they're immortal alchemists. And as long as you remember their name, they exist in this realm, the theory of forms, the, the, the realm of the forms or whatever, or the OG metaverse, the Arkashic records, whatever it is, as long as you remember their name, because there's something about, about thought and, and speech, right? The word, I don't, I don't know. It's something weird. And Daidala is therefore capable of producing dangerous illusions. Well, that's the full metal alchemist producing reality, right? I think that's what, what I'm going to pull up here. Not to, I, I, I fucking hate the guy, but we have Crowley and the, I think it's the chariot, chariot card where I think that's what he was portraying. I think that's what he was trying to get at with this, with this card where it's the full metal alchemist, right? You have abracadabra up here creating reality in with this. the statue like you're saying that Dahmer had almost the griffin almost yeah there you go yeah yeah it didn't make that connection but absolutely with with almost the statue that, that he had yeah absolutely it was the the griffin which has some it, it's supposed to guard knowledge or precious possessions is is the what's on <laughs> possession right because this guy was probably possessed by something but you have yeah these these beings cancer on the head the crab it's just weird because the snow crab disappearing that i'm like the one I, billion I you saw that <laughs> yeah <laughs> where i'm like the same day i was like did alex jones have to pay the sandy hook families and crabs <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's also that's also when i want to see the price of the crabs yeah good 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 weave and we have the ezekiel <laughs> right though the wheels here that's like almost like the ezekiel vision ones where he saw the chariot the, the the chariot of the gods right we have the chariot of the gods we have the four pillars so again just a interesting connection that i like to throw in there and i've been fascinated with that i've brought that up a few times on podcasts so i think it's 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 an important weave i think it's an important even though i hate it's crowley funny. but there's a a hort crux is that what it's called in harry potter where we can trap an energy in something how do you spell it h-o-r-c-r-u-x maybe i'm so bad with the harry potter stuff but a couple of my listeners have pointed it out to me when i brought up this idea that if i have precious metals i can keep an energy in there and if i knew the right witches and if we wanted to we could almost trap you almost in that uh hellraiser type way inside of a box and sometimes i theorize that there was a reason that the evil they wanted all the statues pulled down and there was another reason that maybe somebody else put a dead into it it was the only time he ever interfered in state laws was when he was like pull another statue down you're gonna get 10 years <laughs> other Whoa. than that he trump was like call me if you need the national guard all right, if you want to call in your guard, let me know. He kept telling them, all right, you want to have the chaz, you want to have the chop, let me know if you want to call in your National Guard. But when they kept enough statues, enough statues, he was, 
do it again. Do it again. You're getting 10 years. Like it, it was the only time that it was like, oh, daddy's home. <laughs> wow. That's actually a really good weave because it was an object in the dark wizard or which had hidden a fragment of his or her soul in order to become immortal, which would make sense why the elites make busts of themselves and statues and all these things. As long as the object remained intact, so did the soul fragment inside it, keeping the maker anchored to the world of the living. And that's maybe why all these Egyptian statues were broken, right? The Horcrux mm -hmm. was considered... Or shoot a nose off of one. To suffocate it. Yeah, absolutely. It was maybe cut its wings off. Like everybody, I always hear all these ideas of what the Sphinx was, but I never hear anyone say it had wings. Whoa. That's awesome. Yeah, I did not and think I about that. And I just thought that right now because you had all those depictions. That isn't any philosophy I had until this moment. <laughs> that's, that's the beautiful thing about... That's why I love talking to open-minded people, too. The, and the like alchemy we're doing right now. This is alchemy. We're, we're spiritual tr alchemy. Transmuting each other's thoughts like, hey, I bring this up, and then you thought about something that you didn't otherwise think about. And, and I can't fear that you're going to judge me or hold me accountable to a church doctrine. <laughs> and if I don't judge you and neither of us have fear in this convo, sometimes it's like <laughs> the stuff that comes out. I'm like, I'm making you a meme and it's going to be called Joe Monculus and it's going to be <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> yes, please send me that. I'll use it as the or I'll, actually I'm going to put AI to see what AI comes up with on the on the the generator so that was it ladies and gentlemen that was project cheney on the one one podcast getting the one one treatment and this is great i think we should do this more often i'm going to be in miami this weekend if you want to head down to to the dancing elephant i'm going to be there all day saturday it's in palm lake worth i think i'll, I'll shoot oh, you the address totally. I don't know if yeah, you're going to be around, I, but if you're not doing anything. I'm, I'm a sous chef. I'm off on Sundays and Mondays. But if you're down in um, Miami, I always think us Florida kids need to stick together and uh, wake up with Linda and Red Pill Baber down there. If you're into. Who? I, I, I don't know who they are. Um, They have mostly peaceful Latinas podcast. Mm, I'll have to check them out. I don't. I, I need They're to. They're Miami. Mm. Trinidadian, Cuban. Yeah, I need to connect with more Florida podcasters and content creators. Uh, Narco Longo being one of them. So we're going to be down there this weekend. We're going to be recording a podcast in his in his bookstore. So that's so awesome. That yeah. before I, I I found him forever ago on other stuff because I'm just a Florida history nerd and I like to add digs. And then when I was just watching and my YouTube channel, you know, was just playing because it'll just hit whatever's on my algorithm. And then I was like, that sounds like Juan. I came out of my kitchen and it was you and Longo. And then I got two great episodes. You just released that other one recently. And I was like, yay, I have this to watch too. Yeah, we're going to be doing an episode on there in person again. So we'll see what we get into. But I really enjoyed you coming on. You're more than welcome whenever you want. And you'll have to come on Project Cheney and we'll hang out. Absolutely. Where can uh, people find you, Cheney? Project Cheney everywhere. Cheney in Wonderland. C-H-A-N-E-Y. And I might have been on your favorite podcast already. And you just didn't know yet. <laughs> awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, check her out. Links will be in the description. Make sure to get your copy of The Chosen One, the 101podcast.com. Follow me on social media at the 101podcast. 
and join the Telegram, talk shit on there. I got people arguing in the chat right now, which is pretty annoying, but uh, I'm going to take care of it now. And yeah, thank you for tuning in. And until next time. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.